On this episode of A Soul's Quest podcast, Omar and I will discuss how thinking about the magnitude of space could help us broaden our perspective of life. Stay tuned. So what are we talking about today? That's what you're going to ask, right? One time to the beat. Yes. What are we talking about? So what we're talking about today. So recently, William Shatner went to outer space. Go ahead, say it. I know you're going to say something funny. No? What? He he didn't, not figuratively speaking, but literally. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Okay. You got to go back in that because I'm I'm like, huh? I'm like, huh? Say what? He went, what? So that again, let's start all over again. Cause okay. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about William Shatner's recent visit to Uh outer space. Okay. Now this time, Mm -hmm. literally, literally not figuratively, not, not, not in Star Trek. Not like he actually went there. Right. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I watched a video Mm -hmm. about his experience when he came back from outer space. Okay. And his experience was, and I have my little cheat sheets, Mm -hmm. was that he had the strongest feelings of grief. Mm -hmm. Do you have a quote? That he's ever experienced. No no quote, just kind of like say that? The strongest feelings of grief that he's ever experienced. I don't really have a quote, but that's what he said. Okay. And he said, I do have a quote, actually. I take Uh. that back. (laughs) Sorry. It's all right. You type this up for me. Yeah, yeah, Okay. It was the death that I saw in space and the life force that I saw coming from the planet, Mm -hmm. the blue, the beige, the white, he said. And I realized one was death and the other was life. Mm -hmm. So what do you think he meant by that? Yeah, um, it, it, this is not the first time that I've heard this, right? Um, I, I remember watching um, uh, The Power of Myth with Joseph Campbell and Bill, Mo- uh, Bill Moyer. And, and you know, what is it about that? You know, it's like you, you, you look at the, vat- the vastness and the vacuum of space, right? Mostly is, we're not going to argue, argue whether it's empty or not, but it's just, it's, it, you know, that's not, this is not, for, mm-hmm. that is not for this episode. Right. But there is a vat vastness mm-hmm. and emptiness that's out there, right? You know, well, black. you talk. It's like what when we watch the pale blue dot, correct? And mm-hmm. on those episodes of the cosmos and stuff yes. like that, when you see like this, like I know for me, whenever I talk about like outer space with you, mm-hmm. it's like it's it it blows my mind yeah. thinking about like that we're this little planet mm-hmm. in this like deep dark. Emptiness is what it looks like. Yeah. There's nothing out there. You don't yeah. see anything. And so I can only imagine when I feel overwhelmed like that, I feel feelings. I get emotional. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that he had feelings of grief? Yeah, because when you see that, when you, you know, the man is 90 years old, mm-hmm. right? He's experienced and seeing things um, from conflicts, from the separation, everything that we're going through in in our society, and the things that we are like we're fighting stuff. again, political okay. separation, okay. Wars. wars, the killing of each other, the 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 mass extinction of uh, and pain that is caused in one group of that corner of that blue that with another. When you, it makes you really, it, it puts things in perspective. But what? So when you go 
for him, mm-hmm. he went to outer space. Yeah. And looking back, now he's in outer mm-hmm. space, looking at the planet, the blue, the beige, the white, mm-hmm. the the grief that came to him and the feelings that were overwhelming for him were because of... It's the, it's the realization, right, that in the vastness of space, in the vastness of all this darkness, this beautiful circular thing exists. Mm-hmm. And in that beautiful f- sphere, life and all that stuff happens, right? Now, this is not the first time that it's happened. I mean, it's called, uh, this is actually called the overview effect. And I don't know if you have the notes because I forgot his name on Frank it. White. Frank White. Author. Fa- author Frank White. You know, Coined the term coined in 1987. The term. He, so he coined the term in 1987. I'm to tell you what Sure, it says? go ahead, okay. go ahead. What he says is, there are no borders or boundaries on our planet except those that we create in our minds mm-hmm. or through human behaviors. Correct. All the ideas and concepts that divide us when we are on the surface begin to fade from orbit and the moon. The result in a shift is a shift in worldview and in identity. Exactly. So that was what happens is that, and this is why I found this article so intriguing and so interesting, because individually, as individuals, right, we have a certain scope of experience, a limited scope in ex- of experience, right? And uh, on, a, on, our, on a daily basis, we might travel maybe 15, 30 miles uh, from where we live, from where we live the majority of our life, right? And that is like one little speck of space in this sphere that is our planet, right? But based on that, and based on whatever ideas we might think, either individually, our identity, culturally, our political beliefs, and all that stuff, it's just a small scope in the vastness of things. But if you really think about it, the thing that makes this so powerful is that we are willing to die for that. We are willing to to cause harm and pain to ourselves, that to ourselves, to others, to that sphere <laughs> to protect that little circumference that we think is the most important thing yeah. or that idea our idea yeah. that or, or that I, an idea that we think that is the most important thing that exists mm-hmm. you know so when you think about it you know the shift of perspective and the shift of consciousness when you see you see things some uh, what i call an eagle's eye view or what they call the overview of the overview effect you know it's a shift that makes that puts things really in in perspective in terms of our existence you know, and the choice that we have. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that's what strikes me the most, right? Because ultimately there's a choice that you make. Because if you realize how we are just dangling, or, or like Carl Sagan said, a speck, a speck, a speck of speck dust, of dust yeah. you know, in the vastness of space, your choice is, well, one on one ex- extreme, so why should I care? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to f- do whatever I can to get what I can. Mm-hmm. And damn everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and some people might equate that to like uh, Darwinism and the survival of the fittest and this is how the world operates, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's one extreme and there's a certain level of truth when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you could say, "Wow. I think it's my responsibility to cause a little bit less pains because we all in this sphere together, right? And 
and we're dangling in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I just read yesterday that there's an asteroid that is... I was is, just thinking. You were just thinking about... Literally. Mm-hmm. If an asteroid hits us and it's powerful enough to take us all out, we're all going down. Well, there, <laughs> there, there's there's an article out there right now. NASA mm-hmm. just put it out a couple of days ago about there is an asteroid out there that could be life-changing for our planet. You know, now there's not a possibility that, that it will hit us right away, but... That possibility it exists. Po- it is out there, yes, you know, of course. So when you're dangling in a speck of dust, suspended in space, then those two choices come about. And mm-hmm. the question is, it's like we as humans, because we are the only pe- species that is able to be cognizant enough and conscious enough to realize these things. The question is, how do we move forward? Are we going to continue to to um, protect either our individual selves or, uh, or uh, an idea for a temporary spotlight, right, of success? Mm-hmm. That's the question, really. That is kind of like where, where, where we see it. So now the, the, the more important thing, the further question is, it's like most of us can go to space, at least not yet. So that was going to be my next question is, so, okay, William Shatner had this really remarkable opportunity to go to outer space Mm -hmm. and experience this. And in our lifetime, at least, because I'm going into the next half of my life here (laughs) very soon. um, How, how, because we're saying that, but the truth of the matter is, is that we're going to finish this episode or people are going to watch this episode. They're going to click it off. They might think about it and then they move on and they go back to doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. not to insult anybody or, or their intelligence, but it's the reality. We get sucked into our, 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 environment. our sphere, our sphere of living space. Yeah. So then if, so then if that's the case, how do we, well, how do we shift our perspective? If where we are is here, mm-hmm. we're never going to leave um, earth. Well, we hope we will, but not in that way. You know, we're not going to outer space. So, how mm-hmm. do we shift our perspective in terms of um, sort of coming outside of ourselves, correct? And thinking yeah. more about the planet and and other people and generosity, because that's what we're talking about, right? G- generosity, kindness. It, it, it's um, it's 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 not so much about that. Sim- it's, I don't think it's that simple about generosity and kindness, because I think that you know. Um, there's a simplicity to that, but it's also the way that I've seen it implemented is that we begin to separate people versus good versus evil when we start mm-hmm. kind of like moralizing a lot of these things, right? Mm-hmm. So like this is a, an individual shift in perspective, right? And there's only there's there's a couple of ways that I've actually seen this that I could personally have ex- not experienced it because I'm not going to say that I have that same experience because sometimes I want to punch somebody, <laughs> you know, um, for, but you Me? Know, no, I'm not you. Not I'm you. kidding. Not you. <laughs> no, no, not you. Road rage. Ra- no, not even road rage. It's just like, idiocy. you know, there's, okay. there's things that, that, that bother me as a human being because I'm just a human being. Of right. Okay. But uh, this is the things that if you look at history enough and you start like, comparing religions there's a lot of beautiful things that that religions that that the founders let me rephrase that that the founders of those religions mentioned you know christ talked about you know when they asked what are the two greatest commandments right love god above all and love your neighbor as you would thyself right Mm -hmm. there's a like there's a there's a thing in there about the importance of treating each other with respect Respect, and not so much each other with respect um but also 
our environments we respect. This is what I love love about a lot of primitive cultures. Native Americans did the buffalo dance when they killed buffalo. Why? There was a reverence and a thankfulness and a balance between those type of things. Right. You know, we are so caught up in our advancement of society and 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 the um, the things that, that that we want individually that we forget that we're we're just dangling in a speck of dust. So the way, one way to realize that same type of mentality is number one, it's like um, going to nature. You know, uh, I, I love when we, when we visit a city, when we go to cities, I, I don't like going to cities anymore because I feel that they all look mm-hmm. pretty much the same. You have, you have different little things here and there, something to see. But what I like about going to different cities or different places is looking at the topography of it all, mm-hmm. you know, like nature aspects of it. It's like you can't, there's no artist that could make me feel like I when I see like the Grand Canyon, like, right. like that's something that is completely unbeliev- unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see, when you see uh, I, in our yards, we have a lot of birds coming in, you mm-hmm. know. We have woodpecker peckers and I'm going to be charging them rent pretty soon. Butterflies. Gonna, and you, and you see, you see the beauty <laughs> in nature and you see the grandeur of nature and how this i this thing works it does work because the other day we went for a walk Mm -hmm. and this time we decided we were going to go to the beach and we're going to walk on the sand Mm -hmm. and it was like sunset was beautiful outside beautiful weather right now in Mm -hmm. florida and um as we were sitting there even though we were talking i was just thinking my god like you're looking out at the ocean like we're we're you know we it's forever. You just keep going. It's yeah. forever. For, and it's like, wow. And we were talking about how the waves were really strong. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I would never go in the ocean at this point. You know, yeah. it, and it, it does make you, it sort of humbles you. Yeah. And, exactly. and gives you this, this perspective of, I, I'm just this fragile person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like less than a speck of dust on yeah. this speck and, of and dust. And the thing is, it's, it's not to feel diminished. No. By any, because a lot of people will look at it as like, well, what's my purpose of being here? It's like, if this is going to happen, it's like, because again, when you start looking at situations and you start looking at things, you, you begin to develop like a spectrum of ideas, right? Some of them, you, you, you start minimizing who you are as a person, because in this great, in the grand scheme of things, you are, we're, we're somewhat insignificant. Right. But, you know, that's one that's one conclusion. And again, I'm hesitant to say that's a wrong conclusion or a right conclusion, but that's a conclusion. Another conclusion. And it's like, wow, look at the beauty that out of all the atoms and all the cells and everything that could happen potentially in this vastness, you're here. Mm -hmm. Like, and I have issues accepting that myself sometimes. Like I do. I have issues kind of like accepting the fact that it's like, wow, it is. It, it's cool to live in a place and time because somehow it all everything came together for me and the people around me to be here, you know, but when you look at nature, that nature gives you, um, and, and, and I don't mean nature. It's like, I'm just going to go to the park and look at it. You could do that. But it's like, when you go into nature and I remember this, when I was a boy scout, we went, we were camping in the Catskills and there was a, a thunderstorm. And I remember this night. I remember this night cause I was up all night. And it was a thunderstorm in the Catskills, and you just, you heard, like, it felt so overwhelming. And it was beautiful, right? Because it was just raining, and you hear the lightning and the thunder, and it was, like, nonstop, and it was just loud, and there was, 
There was no noise. It was dark because there's no, you know, you were in the woods. Mm-hmm. And that was just so powerful to me, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like that part. So you're talking about really experiencing nature, not yeah. just going to like, because I mean, and you, you can, can do just that. go to the beach you could do that and really too. have an experience there. Yeah, you, know I mean? you could do so, that too. I mean, and I think there's a lot of people that I've exposed to nature and they, that they're able to see its beauty, mm-hmm. that they're able to see its power mm-hmm. and it's, and, they, and they're able to see like the interconnectedness of it all. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it look like for instance, we live in Florida. You know, one of the biggest issues that we have in Florida is pythons, you know, like people just buy them because they want them as a pet and they say they can't realize it, so they throw them in the Everglades. And look how, how much that has cost, like individuals mm-hmm. selfishly thinking that, oh, I could take, you know, this is a pet. And, and again, yes, you have your freedom to do that. But here's the thing about freedom, and I said this before, I'm going to say it again because I love this quote from Alan Watts. It's like, freedom is dangerous. Because a true moral act, it's not an act that we are bound to do, but is but it's an act that we are free to do. Mm-hmm. So even though I might want to do that because I just want a pet, and I have the freedom to do so, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be, a, you know, a moral person is to realize if I do that and I cannot take care of it, I'm going to go ahead and just dispose it. Mm-hmm. There's it no happens. there's no responsibility. It happens in that. all the time. But it's it's it, it any it, and it causes havoc yeah. in our environment. Mm-hmm. Part me look in Florida. It's like you know you, the species are destroying mm-hmm. the Everglades, right? So these are the these are the reasons why, um, looking at things from that big perspective, mm-hmm. you know, it gives us another point of view that we do p- have a responsibility. Right. That's a good way to put it. You know, because when you do things like that, you're being selfish. You're just yes. doing it because you just want it. That's instant gratification. I got to have it right now. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is to step back and think about what my actions and what my my decisions are going to. What's that exponential yeah. um, effect? Exactly. You know? And I think that's important. So you're saying then that if you go into like to 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 get this to shift and perspective Mm -hmm. you know one of the ways that we can do that is by going into nature getting in touch with that yeah sort of observing things around us Mm -hmm. and Uh, another one really uh, that i that kind of helps me quite a bit is like just meditating you know and and meditation is not again if we get too caught up in concepts and ideas and all this stuff that we begin to lose the purpose Mm -hmm. you know why do you meditate like why do you sit there and and listen to your body breathing you know, it's like there's a connection there, at, at least for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not, you know, the next bird meditator or anything like that. But there's a there's a peace that you feel if you pack once you get past the muck and the fear and the loneliness of that emptiness of space. Right. Because it, when you meditate, you're quiet and you feel that emptiness, you know, you feel that that void. And and it's a scary feeling mm-hmm. when you're when you're when you're there. But once you begin to see the beauty of it and, and begin to see the, the connection to the outer and the inner, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting, you know? Um, so that's like the second way. The third way that I think that it's, that it's, that it's cool to kind of like gain this type of, um, the overview kind of perspective is to really think. And I wouldn't say think about space, but learning about space, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, we talked about the cosmos, you know, I love the first with Carl Sagan. I, you know, watched it all the time, you know, watched it. Remember, 
um, you know, you know, we quoted quite a bit, love the pale blue dot, you know, um, I, I love the new one with, you know, the grass Tyson, um, our, our, our honeymoon was Kennedy space center, yeah. you know, part of it, yeah. a part of it was, you <laughs> yeah. know, because it's, it's interesting to start like really reflecting on it and seeing it, um, from that different point of view, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's seeing it from that, like, wow. If you if you think about it, we we live in a galaxy out of unknown amount of galaxies. Mm-hmm. You know, we have trillions of ga- but nobody knows exactly. You know, they say that the universe is expanding. Mm-hmm. You know, so we live in a corner of a galaxy mm-hmm. with, with I think is millions of billions of stars, mm-hmm. right? When you just start thinking about that, yes, it makes you feel small. Like, oh my God, my life is completely insignificant, mm-hmm. right? That's the, one of the conclusions that you could draw. I'm, I'm given, right? But another conclusion that you could draw is, like I said before, it's like, wow, I'm here, and a responsibility to make this a better place, or make it so that I don't cause as much pain mm-hmm. might be a good possibility too. You mm-hmm. could have the hedonism on one side or you could have like a, like the spiritual experience in which it encompasses others, you know, right. like you have that, you have that spectrum and the matter is like, how do you choose? Right. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately, ultimately the point that somebody has to make. Like, I'm not too much into the systemic, like this is how you got to do it. But I think contemplating about it and experiencing about it will bring things out of you, mm-hmm. which will either, which will fall within that spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's up to, up to you to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's up to you to experience that. And I would argue or, or not even argue because it's not an argument, but just add to this whole thing because when you talk about going into nature and experiencing things mm-hmm. and um, meditation and, and whatever it is that makes you like sort of separates you and brings you to that place where you can observe n- your surround, not only your surroundings, but even observe yourself in that surrounding. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that I think that it takes a level of self-awareness Yeah, because you have to be aware enough to know, Ooh, I'm, I'm really deep into whatever's going on right now Mm -hmm. and I'm not paying attention to anything and things are just happening and whatever. And I think when you realize that and know, okay, it's time for me to step back, got to take a break, got to time out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you can then say, I need to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the beach. I need to take a little, you know, camping trip, whatever that is, go for a drive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just going for a drive and, or, or sit and meditate or, or journal or sort of write down these things that you become, you, you increase your self-awareness. And I think that is the foundation. I mean, speaking as an expert, that is the foundation Mm -hmm. of having these experiences and realizing these things. Right. So, so we live in a world right now that is all about identity politics and identity politics and, and, and political points of views and all these points of views. Right. And, and, and what you see in, in, in Chatner's fear and, uh, and, and feelings of of emptiness and, and, and the void and void Mm -hmm. is the fact that it's like, wow, from this perspective, everything is so fragile yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, but we don't see that. No, we in don't. Our daily. We don't get to see that. We fight so f- with so much. Uh, um, We're rigid. Berber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To 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 protect 
our idea. Right. You know? Keep it for me. And keep it. And it's like us against them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter which spectrum it goes. It's like, but it's so fragile, mm -hmm. right? And life is so fragile because even in our, in our, in our immediate cosmic neighborhood, we haven't been able to find life like it exists here, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at things like that, from that grand point of view, the question is, how do you bring it down uh, uh, to a life on a regular basis? Practical. You yeah. know? And again, my only thing is that I don't think that systemically, I think it could be done systemically, but systems don't work without individuals. Mm -hmm. And the most powerful thing that could change things, it's individuals in the way that we act on a daily basis. Right. In the way that we interact with other human beings, but also with our immediate environment mm -hmm. and the environment that we are out. Yeah, it's cause and effect. It is, mm -hmm. it is, it is that aspect of cause and effect mm -hmm. if you really want this, you know. And, and 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 so you gotta you gotta look at both. You know, because I don't think that to be a whole, a well-rounded person, you have to look at your individual scope and sphere of influence, but also you got to see at the, the whole big picture as to, okay, mm -hmm. how do this all fits in, in the universal scheme, right. you know? Yeah. And that's the shift that needs to happen. And I remember, I remember in that Joseph Campbell, uh, Bill Moyer conversation in The Power of Myth about, you know, um, because there was a picture that jo that Joseph Campbell had of the um, of um, uh, the Earth from outer space. I think one of the Apollo missions took that took a picture and they brought it back from outer space. And he was saying the same things that you know you don't see any division there, you don't see any any country lines, or you don't see anything like that. It's just one big thing. And it's like, why is it that we that we why shouldn't instead of fighting about uh, thinking about this family and that family, why don't we start thinking about number one, that you know, the human family, but also the earth family, mm -hmm. you know, now this is a very, uh, cause I could see, uh, I see some people, but that's a very care bear thing to say. Right. It's shooting out of me right now. Exactly, right? <laughs> like like love spurring out of your heart is very like a kumbaya thing. It really this is, is a doggy dog world. It's like, but yes. And a lot of people are gonna say that and, and, when they and, hear and, us talking and about from this. a certain point of view, there is a truth to that. Mm -hmm. And yet we are the only species that has the power, the capability, and the potential to act differently, mm -hmm. to choose differently. Mm -hmm. And not behave like animals. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So having that power and again, knowing that this is where freedom comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, it's like I love it because all this stuff like coincides because a true moral act is not because we are bound to do it. It's because we are free to do it. So if we know that. If we know, understand it, how our how we have so much power, how we are so capable of doing these things. We continue to do the same things that damaging the only place that we could live in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all we got. <laughs> it's like, it's all we got. And this, and we are all we got. Mm -hmm. Sound like the, what is it? The new Jack city. We all we got <laughs> CMB, you know? So it, it's just, it's just very interesting. But I think that looking at that article, 
uh, understanding what the overview effect is. Yeah, I think definitely you should put links on if people haven't been able to watch the video or the um, the read the 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 article. article, It's a very moving um, article. And if you really take a moment to just kind of ingest that Mm -hmm. um, and then digest it just to kind of, you know, uh, understand what's actually being said. And then just to recap, in order to get that perspective, because we're talking about it from an outer space perspective, Mm -hmm. but to have that same perspective here on Earth is to basically the things that you're talking about, you know, increasing our self-awareness and understanding that we're on this planet. It's fragile, that we are fragile as individuals. Correct. um, And then, you know. Uh, experiencing nature, taking a pause, taking a break, a timeout from, you know, all the chaos and stuff that happens in our life and sort of removing ourselves from that to, to see that there's more to, than just more to our life than just that immediate stuff that we're going through. Mm -hmm. And that there are other people that are experiencing things that are either worse or better or whatnot than our own life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you said, you know, meditating. I know that's something that I have a lot of difficulty doing, but sometimes I think that when I can just sit somewhere, if not breathing and doing exercises, but just I think meditating comes in different forms. It can be just sitting on a bench somewhere and just, you know, being in that moment, you know, and experiencing that moment. And, and to finish that, because I want to finish on this note, because you've talked more about meditation and it's like, this, you know, and many of those work. But one of the things that I, that I, Joseph Carroll is one of the biggest influences in my life, reading him and understanding, like watching a lot of his talks. But one of the things that he says, all of life is meditation, you mm-hmm. know, and or or, or like some, um, Alan Watts once asked him, what is your yoga? Mm-hmm. And he says, um, underlying sentences, you know, because that's he likes, you know, he's read, he read other mythologies and he underwrote, underwrote a lot of things. And that's what it is. It's finding that thing that you do that connects you yeah to the whole you right. know and it could be significant to others but it's important to you right you know yeah. because that is what connects you to 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 the world we hope you enjoyed the episode comment below with your thoughts and remember to stay connected by sharing and subscribing